everyone. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It is Thursday. It is May 26th. It is 2022. We have nine MLB games to talk about here on today's slate. Much more pitching than we had on yesterday's slate. I'm joined today by TJ. TJ, what's happening, my friend? Doing pretty well. I have a little bit of a sweat going on right now as we record, so that's a bit of fun. Sounds like we are both cheering for the Angels, but uh, nobody cares about uh, last night as they're listening to this. They care about tonight, as our our man Dean would say. Uh, so uh, yeah, let's let's talk, let's dive into this slate. And I was I was very loose on the. We have some better pitchers today because I mean this slate is not much better than we had um, on Wednesday. So. Jumping right in to today's slate. Like I said, nine games. We get started with Colorado at Washington, eight and a half total in this game. The Nats, a 120 favorite. Um, Herman Marquez going up against Patrick Corbin. Any interest here in Marquez? Um, yeah, sorry. I got a little distracted because the FanDuel slate actually starts with a uh, Yankees and uh and uh, Tampa game. So I will rip that one just real quick because we do have Nestor, Nestor Cortez over on FanDuel. So that improves the pitching options a little bit more. He's 10-3. I think he's pretty interesting. We don't have a confirmed starter yet for Tampa, so we don't even really have to uh, worry about the bats too much. But I definitely think Nestor Cortez uh, is a little bit interesting here uh, on uh, on DK. Or sorry, on FanDuel. Heading over to DK, I think uh, Marquez is pretty interesting. He's priced as if he's in Coors. 6,200 facing Washington, a team that has quite a bit of strikeouts. They got Soto there, but they don't have a lot else. Nelson Cruz is a shadow of his, his former self. So I do have a little bit of an interest in uh, 6,200 Herman Marquez on uh, DK. Yeah, I think he's okay. I think he's someone you could take some tournament shots on. You know, the bottom of the order has some strikeouts in it. He's someone that doesn't typically walk hitters. Um, his strikeout rate this season is down, but I mean, when you're pitching, over half your games in course, um, it's tough. I mean, six of his eight starts this year has been in course. So, um, I mean, your numbers are going to suffer <laughs> whenever game you're pitching inside of um, Colorado. So I do think that the strikeout upside is a lot bigger than what it shows um, for him just in general here. And, I mean, like I said, Washington, if you get past Soto and Bell, I mean, the rest of the lineup is not uber scary. Patrick Corbin. On the other side of this game, I mean, it's it's tough to play left-handed pitching against Colorado. They actually are a team that hit left-handed pitching pretty well. Corbin is 5,900. We know he has some ceiling, but he really hasn't been good to start the season either. Yeah, I agree with you. I feel like if I'm picking a cheap, cheap pitcher uh, from this game, I'd rather go to Marquez. And if I'm playing some bats, I don't mind targeting Corbin, even though this game isn't in Coors because Patrick Corbin still sucks at this uh, stage of his career. We got an expensive CJ Crone over there on the other side, but I still think he's an interesting tournament option. And even someone like Randall Gritchick, if he, if he uh, draws a good spot in the lineup, I think he's an interesting tournament play as well. All right, let's talk some bats. Um, Colorado bats. What do you like here for the Rockies? Yeah, so Cron Cron's expensive, but I like him uh, if he um, 
in as as a tournament option. And then if Randall Gritchick draws a good spot in the lineup, I think he's a good play. Um, I don't love it as a full stack. Like you could go Joe, you could go Rogers, um, mix in Blackman in the lefty lefty, but um, it's not my favorite full stack. I don't mind going here for uh, some home run hunting though. My problem with Colorado is like they're priced, like they're still in course. You know, Joe is expensive. McMahon is expensive. Crone is expensive. Blackman's expensive. So I just struggle with the stack overall because they're so expensive, like they're priced still in course. Um, I mean, Chris Bryant back on the IL. So I, I CJ just... CJ Crone on FanDuel where he's 3900 I think is a pretty reasonable price for him there. And I, I'm pretty interested in uh, uh, in a, uh, in a in him as a one-off there. Washington, I mean, you can play Juan Soto against anybody. You can definitely play Juan Soto against anybody when he's under 5K. Um, outside of him, I mean, you could take some shots on Josh Bell, but I think it's Juan Soto, and that's it for me on Washington. Yeah, same boat for me that hit there. Uh, Josh Bell is pretty cheap on DK, um, but uh, I don't really think you got to go there. There's better options. All right, we got Cleveland at Detroit. No total in this game. It sounds like it's going to be Plinkenton starting for Cleveland, and we know Schoolville is starting um, for Detroit, but there's no line out here. Um, do you have any interest in Plinkenton? Plinkenton? Uh, I don't really have a lot of what's what's Plinkenton's price here. He's four thousand. I feel like I gotta. I feel like I gotta know more about him here. He. He's never gone more than 3.2 innings. Um, if he's stretched out, then maybe he's somebody that can uh, get to five. Um, I guess he had 83 pitches last game. So he's he's starting to get stretched out a little bit. So, yeah, I don't actually hate the idea of uh, Pilkington at 4K against Detroit. I actually think that is quite, quite interesting. Yes, quickly trying to pull up. So he got sent back down after the Toronto start. Um, trying to pull up his um, pitch counts in those games. Yeah, so I just had that up. He had 83 pitches in his – oh, sorry, in his minors. My bad. Yeah, in the, yeah, when he got sent back down. Um, While you look at that, I'll talk Scooball quick. Like, I think he's still – an interesting tournament option. He's been pitching very well this year. Cleveland outside of Ramirez isn't that that scary of a of a uh, team against left-handed pitching. Re- Framil Reyes just hasn't been uh, doing quite the same uh, stuff this year as we've seen from him in the past. So I do think Scooball is interesting if you're playing a lot of lineups, but uh, he's probably not going to be the first pitcher I'm targeting. Yeah. Sorry. It's like, there it is. It's not showing his pitch count for some reason. I'd have to like go find the actual game logs, but usually it's really simple to find it on baseball reference, but where it's usually at, it's not showing it for him. So it's kind of weird. Um, Gordon Alvarez scored a run, by the way. Oh, well, it's not a home run, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just in general here, when you're looking at a pitcher facing Detroit, I think there's always interest for me. It's just looking at, looking at like his minor league stats and stuff. 
he really hasn't shown big strikeout stuff in AAA. Last season in AA, he had good strikeout stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, he's 38th 4K. prospect. What's that? 4K, I think that's the big thing. To yeah, I know. On. I'm just <laughs> I, I mean, I think I think in tournaments you can take shots on him. Uh, the price is just so cheap and um Scoble, I mean, I am a huge fan. I think he is a very talented pitcher. It's just anytime you're facing Cleveland, you're always worried about strikeout upside. Um you know, Javier is like, "Ha, watch this." Um with the strikeouts, but I mean, they're a patient team. They don't strike out a ton against left-handed pitching. So I probably don't play Scoble today. In large field tournaments, I think you could take shots on him just because he does have double-digit strikeout upside in any matchup. Uh, any interest in the Cleveland bats here? Jose Ramirez, absolutely a lot of interest in him. But other than that, not so much. Just one last note with the pitching. As I kind of look at this entire group as a whole, I think we're really going to be gravitating on DK to that high 8K, low 9K range. But if you are looking to pay down, I honestly think Pilkington is the best option. Like he's the cheapest by 1200 and he's $2,000 cheaper than Marquez. And Marquez is really the only other option that I'd want to look at there. Like maybe Lynch, but a lefty against Minnesota, I really don't like it. So like, I actually think if you're looking to pay down for SP2, Pilkington's probably your best option with Marquez following him. So he pitched, I, I found it. Um, he threw 83 in that start in the majors, and then he went back down and threw 76 and 68 in those two starts. Um, just throwing it out there. So I would assume that 85 is right around, if he's pitching good, what you'll see. Uh, Detroit bats. I mean, it's a lefty. It's a young pitcher. You know, we know Javi Baez is someone that, always has some upside against left-handed pitching. Um, yeah, I mean, one of the reasons that I'm interested in this guy is because this lineup's just not very good. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Anything here for you on Detroit? No, Detroit's very, very rarely a team I'm going to try and get to, and today is no exception. All right, we got Philadelphia at Atlanta. Aaron Nola against Kyle Wright. This game currently at an eight total. The Braves, a 125 favorite. This is like our potential weather game that we're going to have to see what Roth has to say. I mean, I'm seeing anywhere from like 70 to 80% chance of rain from like two hours before lock until like 11 o'clock on the East Coast. So Roth, in Roth we trust. We'll see how and what he has to think of this game just in general. We'll still break it down here. Let's start with Aaron Nola. There's a lot of strikeouts in this Atlanta lineup in general, and Aaron Nola is a fantastic pitcher. Acuna's banged up. I mean, I think Nola's one of the top plays on the slate. Yeah, I definitely think If the think weather's he's, okay. If weather permits, I definitely think Nola's interesting. He's probably my third favorite pitcher in this tier. Um, there's two other guys we're going to talk about that I think I like a little bit more, but Nola's definitely very interesting. And uh, Atlanta's, it's exactly like you said, there's a lot of power, but there's a lot of strikeouts too. So it's a high risk, high reward play. I don't think I'd want to go there in cash games. I think there's a couple better options, but I definitely like him as a tournament play. I think on DraftKings, you could play Nola in cash. 
I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't call you stupid by any means. He's just my SP three. I think. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I mean, on the other side of this game, I think Kyle Wright is another guy that you're looking at on this slate. He is someone that has good strikeout stuff. Twenty nine and a half percent on the season. Twelve point five percent swinging strikes and. Outside of Harper and Schwarber, this isn't a lineup that's great against right-handed pitching. So I think Kyle Wright on the other side is another tournament pitcher that you can look at. Yeah, I think Wright is interesting. I agree with you there. Um, and not my top option. I I, I think I'd place um, – I put him right in the ball range for me. Like right in the I like him for tournaments. The more lineups I play, the more I'm going to get to him. But he's not quite in my top, top tier of pitchers that I think I'd get to in a single lineup. My biggest concern with Wright is his go-to strikeout pitch is a curveball. And just looking through the data over the last few weeks, months, um, whatever we're at now, like this team hits curveballs really well. So, I mean, that's my my biggest concern with Kyle Wright. But I do still think that ceiling perspective, just overall, he has it. So I have interests. Um, any interest in the Philly bats here? I do a little bit for tournaments just because Kyle Wright has a very high ceiling, but we've seen them drop a really low four as well. And Philly's a team that if you're not at the top of your game, they can rip the ball out of the park in a hurry. So Schwarber and Harper, I really like as, as one-offs or as a mini stack, but I definitely think it's interesting to throw in Castellanos and, uh, and Reese Hoskins in there as well. Rio Muto, if you're playing on DK and you need, need a catcher, I definitely think they're going to be an interesting contrarian stack. Yeah, I mean, I have a little interest, not a ton. It's kind of a bigger slate, and I think overall this game kind of stinks for hitters. Um, Any interest in Atlanta? No, not a ton. I played a lot of Atlanta last night or tonight as we speak, but against Aaron Nola, that's that's not going to be where I'm looking to play them. Yeah, I think both these pitchers are very interesting. Schwarber and Ozuna, Cassianos, their prices are interesting, but that's about it. That's all I got from this one. Kansas City at Minnesota. Oh, they put a total out. So it's seven and a half. Um, the Twins are 185 favorite. It's Lynch against Smeltzer. Any interest here in Lynch? Nope, not really. When I was initially looking at the prices, I thought uh, maybe he'd be an interesting punt option, but he's behind Marquez and Pilkington for me. Yeah. I don't think I want to play him, but I will say it really depends on the Minnesota lineup because if they end up leaving the four or five lefties in the lineup, I I think you can take shots on Lynch. Um he just, I mean, at that point, you're just hoping he gets around Buxton and Correa if they leave all the lefties in there. So I, I don't want to write off Lynch until I see the lineup. Smeltzer on the other side of this game. I mean, Kansas City is beatable. My only concern with Smeltzer here is this team could go very right-handed heavy. Um, and, I mean, it's such a small sample still, but looking at the season – this dude has a 5% K rate that worries me against a team like this with a bunch of power. Yeah, no, I'm out on both the pitching options in this game. This game is strictly going to be a one for the bats for me. 
Yeah, free swinger. Bunch of free swingers here in Kansas City. I, I mean, I like the Kansas City stack here. Merrifield, Witt, um, Dozier. I think I go three. I don't know if I could go five. I mean, they're so cheap that if you want a double pair of pitcher, I mean, they're definitely one of those potential stacks today. Yep, I'm absolutely with you there. I like KC as a cheap stack, probably better as a mini stack, exactly like you said. But uh, this is definitely an interesting offense for tournaments. And I think Minnesota is too. Like you have Buxton, you have Correa, you have Gary Sanchez. Um, I think uh, maybe both as mini stacks are one-offs, but I definitely think this is a very, very interesting team that uh, that we're going to be able to go to uh, um, in tournaments. If we if you get Miranda in the lineup for uh, Minnesota, he draws a lineup spot. He could be interesting. He's 2K on DK. Um, Polanco's day-to-day right now, so if he's in the lineup, he's an option. But if not, um, that's probably going to open up some value for us as well. Minnesota is Buxton for sure for me. I like Correa. Buxton against a lefty that doesn't strike anybody out. That's got to be like maybe our top play on the slate. Yeah. I just, am I missing it? I'm, oh, Ursula, 3,200. He's another right handed power or another right handed bat that has some power. Um, I think this is a potential game stack. I can't wait to see. Um, if this line kind of stays in that seven and a half range, I think it gets bet up pretty quick here. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think this is definitely a, a interesting game that if it's not picking up a lot of ownership in tournaments, it's definitely going to be a very good sneaky one for us to play. All right. We got Milwaukee at St. Louis, Eric Lauder, uh, Lauer against Adam Wainwright's. Seven and a half total Cardinals, a one twenty-five favorites. Let's start here with Eric Lauer. Good pitcher, tough lineup. What are your thoughts on Lauer here? Yeah, Lauer has been an absolute stud this year. But like, how can you play him? Like a lefty against St. Louis is just a tough, tough ask. Like with Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt right there in the middle hitting the ball as well as they ever have. It's it's a tough ask to play it. Pardon me. It's a tough ass to play a pitcher against uh, a left-handed pitcher against St. Louis, especially when he's the most expensive pitcher on the slate. I will say this about Lauer in tournaments. He has a 33% K rate and a 4% walk rate on the season against right-handed hitters. So it's, it's one of those things where the the ceiling upside for Lauer is it's still there in this matchup because he attacks hitters. I mean, he's going to attack you. Just going to give up fly balls and hard contact. So this might be one of those spots where you're hoping if he gives up a home run or two, they're solo bombs and you hope that he gets those eight to 10 K's um, in this spot. I mean, I think he's playable this. I mean, we would have been lining up to play him on Wednesday slate, even in this matchup. Um, I mean, that's the difference of the slates, right? Adam Wainwright, 8,800, going up against Milwaukee. Milwaukee's a solid offense. Um, Wainwright is a solid pitcher. I don't love him. I don't hate him. I wouldn't talk you off of him, but I don't think I could talk you on to. Yeah, this entire game is actually almost going to be a cross-off for me, and I want to address Lauer quick. Like, if I'm running 150, I don't think he's going to pick up much ownership. So if he's somebody that's going to pick up 5%, 
I'm absolutely going to be trying to double the field there. He's just not with how tough of this matchup is. He's just not somebody I, I think I'm going to be going to in single entry type stuff. Um, but outside of Lauer himself, I honestly think I, I'm just going to be pretty close to crossing this game right off because Wainwright's up too good for me to want to pick on him, but uh, Milwaukee's too strong of an offense for me to want to play him. Any interest in the Milwaukee bats? Not really, no. I, I have, even though I don't want to play him, I have respect for for uh, Wainwright's game, so not in particular, no. I really don't have interest in the bats on either side because St. Louis, yeah, I, I could see them getting to Lauer, but, I mean, they're so pricey. So pricey. Yeah, I'm with you there. It's a It's a good offense, but it's going to be a tough one to get to. All right, we got the Battle of the Sox again. Boston at Chicago taking on the White Sox. Waka against Keuchel. Nine total in this game. Pick them game. We'll start here with Michael Waka. Any interest in Waka going up against the White Sox? No, sorry. I don't have any interest in Waka. I don't have any interest in Keuchel, but I am excited to talk about these bats. Yeah, I don't think Waka's crazy. I really don't. So no one's going to play him 8,100 against the White Sox. And the White Sox are one of the worst teams in baseball against right-handed pitching this season. They have just been absolutely atrocious. Um, no power. If he could keep his walks down, he's kind of been reverse splits for like the last year, year and a half, two years. Um, he's going to get a lot of righties in this lineup. So... I don't think he's the craziest, but I can uh, definitely not play in Dallas Keuchel. And I know the Red Sox are like bottom three against left-handed pitching this year. I don't care. Keuchel stinks, and there's too much talent on the Red Sox offense. You can't play a guy that has a walk rate higher than a strikeout rate. So um, let's talk about those Sox, Red Sox bats. I mean, I love the Sox <laughs> here. Love the Red Sox. Me too. It's my top offense on the slates. I think even if Trevor Story is batting sixth again, it doesn't matter. He is still one of the top options. He's found his bat again. Now he's facing a, a left-handed pitcher who doesn't strike anybody out. So Trevor Story is a phenomenal play. You can go Devers lefty, lefty, Bogarts, Martinez. This whole team is just a fantastic in a fantastic spot, and you can go top to bottom playing anyone. If Bobby Dahlbeck draws a nice roster spot, you can play him. As Christian Vasquez is catching, you can play him. This is just a team in a fantastic spot, and I'm very excited to play them today. On the White Sox side, I, uh, I'm just touching on them quick because before I throw it to you, they're very cheap. You can, If you're wanting to double barrel uh, at pitcher, you can, you can stack them, but I'm probably just wanting to go uh, – like Moncada or somebody like uh, Gavin Sheets as a one-off, uh, but they're not very interesting for me. All the Boston. What do you think, Stevie? Love the Red Sox. Like I said, um, they're top stack on the slate. Ground ball pitcher worries me a little bit. Um, Kiki, massive fly ball guy. Trevor Story, massive fly ball guy. Um, JD is just good. He's just struggling a little bit to start the year. And then as far as the White Sox go, I mean, I think it's stack or fade. And, and I don't mean like a full stack. I think you could secondary stack the White Sox here. Um, they have enough good pieces that you could three or four on FanDuel, three on DraftKings as like a secondary stack here for the White Sox. And 
I think this is a game that you're going to see some fireworks. I think this is going to be one of the higher scoring games on the slate. Yep, I'm with you there. And uh, I like the mini stack idea for for Chicago. I don't know if I'd want to go a full five on DK, but you got guys like Grandal, Moncada, Abreu. They're all pretty cheap. So I, I definitely don't mind going there as well. And I'm happy you emphasize Kike Hernandez because some he was just so cheap that I completely missed him. 3500 on DK. That's probably your best value play on the entire slate. Probably hits lead off too. Um, yeah. So 29 on FanDuel. Like that's, that's going to be a cash game lock and load. He's going to have a ton of ownership, but he, he's worth it. Great matchup. Lefty, righty, super cheap. Yeah. Kike is a fantastic play. All right. We got Toronto Adelaide taking on the Angels. Seven and a half total. Angels are 155 favorites. We have Ryu against Otani. Any interest here in Ryu? No, not really. Angels are a bit too scary of an offense. Um, they might be getting Taylor Ward back for this one. Ryu just hasn't uh, been himself, himself uh, ever since he's been with Toronto. So, nope, not a lot of interest in Ryu for me. Yeah, tough lineup just in general to attack with a lefty or righty. Um, I mean, they're sneaky good. <laughs> it's it's crazy. Um I mean, Otani on the other side, he's 8,700. He's facing Toronto. The strikeout upside is what I'm looking at for for Otani. Going to face a bunch of righties. Um, we know that he has big strikeout upside. I think Otani at 8,700, even in a tough matchup against Toronto, is very much in play here. Yeah, I agree with you. This is one of the guys I was talking about earlier. It's Otani over Nola for me on DK. Um, I just, I really like his price. Yes, there's a risk in the Toronto uh, lineup, but there's risk uh, in the Atlanta one as well. So Shohei Otani, where he's under 9K on, on DK, he's one of my top two options, and he's going to be the guy I'm going uh, to as my SP2. That doesn't mean I don't think that you can't stack Toronto. When Otani's off, he's off. I think you can one-off guys like Springer and Vlad for power, um, or you can uh, stack this team as well. But yeah, I do really like uh, Shohei Otani. I wish he would stop um, trolling me and striking out on Wednesday slate. So that'd be fantastic if he'd get a hit. Um, mm, I was really, I saw the three, two counts. I was hoping that would result in at least a walk. Yeah. It was like a 10 pitch bat. We don't want walks. We we want hits. Um, I am a few points out of uh, first base, out of first place with a, with a Otani followed by the full stack. I'm I would have been okay with the walk there. <laughs> uh toronto bats any interest here in toronto yeah like like i said like you can one-off springer vlad here or you can do a full stack these guys aren't very expensive but that would strictly be probably like a mme if i'm running 150 i definitely always want to play toronto bats but uh they're definitely not a primary target for me against otani yeah i don't know if they they make the cut for me on a three entry build today um as far as the Angels are concerned, it's always tough to stack the Angels when Otani's pitching because it takes out, um, you know, their best bat, one of their best bats. Um, we we want to see Taylor Ward back in the lineup today. That will help because you can go Trout, Ward, Rendon, Suzuki, Stassi, whoever catches. Um, and, and, you know, you can make a little three- to five-man stack here with L.A. They're just – they're so good that, I mean – what is Trout doing? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Angels? 
you're getting this like five seconds before me. And so as I'm refreshing my stuff, you're just, I get filled with disappointment before I even get to see the, (laughs) before I get to see the refresh. Um, If Ward is in here, then I like the snack a little bit more, but if not, Trout is one of my favorite one-offs. Rendon is a good play as well. And this is more just going to be a top mini stack for me. We've said that about a lot of teams, I feel. And so I don't know that maybe this is going to be a day that I'm not full, full stacking. Maybe I'm four, fouring or some uh, three threes and some one-offs, but, or maybe it's going to be a full Boston stack with uh, mixing in a whole bunch of different three uh, man secondary stacks with them, but add, add Toronto to the list, add LA to the list. I like the mini stack better than the full stack. Hold my beer. We have the Dodgers at Arizona. We have Mitch White going up against Castellanos. Nine and a half total in this game. And Mitch White is a 195 favorite. So uh, Mitch White, he's just going to go out and throw a couple innings in this game. He's kind of an opener. Um, I wouldn't even be shocked if we see a different starter in this spot. Um, I have no interest in Mitch White here, though. No, no, me neither. <laughs> this and I is definitely uh, don't want to play Herberto Castellanos against the Dodgers. Nope. Let's talk about some bats. Yeah, this is by far my my favorite stack on the slate. I like the Red Sox, but the Dodgers on the road against Castellanos and this bullpen. Sign me up for the Dodgers here. I think they're like with some of the, with the ability to get some strong pitchers under 10 K today. I, and I think there are arguments to be made that like, if you were running 20 lineups and you only wanted to play different variations of Dodgers and Boston stacks, I think that would be a very profitable way to go about things. Like these are, I think are going to be the top two offenses on the slate, not just by a small margin, but on a, by a very very wide margin. Now I'm sure the ownership will uh, follow that, but with the Dodgers, there are always ways that you can get different. Like you can play Chris Taylor, Gavin Lux um, and Will Smith. And all of a sudden your stack is completely different than anybody else's. So if you get Edwin Rios still in the lineup, that's a phenomenal salary saving option for you. If Austin Barnes happens to be the catcher, that's a salary saving option for you. But yeah, load up on the Dodgers. Them and the Red Sox are just in a tier of their own today. Arizona, I think Arizona is interesting as well because they're they're cheap. Um, you know, Peralta's 4K, Pavin Smith's 3,500. The, the stack in this spot is just as cheap. Um, so depending on who pitches for the Dodgers and if it changes or anything like that, I really like Arizona. I could see like full stacking this entire game. Yep. I'm with you there. I think Arizona is kind of in that next tier below uh, the Dodgers and uh, Boston, but this is a team that they were, they were awful at the start of the year. And we kind of just assumed we'd be able to pick on them all year, but they've had some bats starting to wake up. Varsho, Marte, Walker um, kind of leading the way with Peralta and Pavin Smith hitting the ball pretty well too. This is definitely a, a uh, interesting team. They're not one of my top two. Like uh, they're not in the tier of the Red Sox and the Dodgers, but I definitely think they're an interesting stack. Yeah, I love the point per dollar potential here, especially if Josh Rojas is back in the lineup as well, because uh, he was available off the bench the other night, and I think he pinch hit in that game, or he, I don't know if he pinch hit or not, but um, 
he would be an upgrade to the lineup as well. So yeah, I'm I'm digging Arizona as just a value stack here. Finish it out with Texas at Oakland. This game has a seven total. The Oakland Athletics, a 125 favorite in this game. We got Perez against Frankie Montas. Any interest here in Martin Perez going up against Oakland? Not really. It's going against Oakland in Oakland, but Martin Perez is just way too expensive on DK. Checking his FanDuel price, he's 9,700 jeepers. Um, No, not really. Like This is a guy who's put up a lot of points this year, but I just can't do it. He's my favorite tournament pitcher on the slate. Okay. Okay. Um, Talk me into it. I'm in. I mean, so the Oakland lineup that they ran out against Robbie Ray on Wednesday – was a 107 ISO, 24% K rate. And the, one of the reasons the strikeout rate was so low is there was two guys under 15 at-bats. So it was just a massive potential upside spot. I don't know what Martin Perez is doing different. I looked through everything in his last start against Houston. I looked through everything before that start and couldn't find anything different that Martin Perez was doing. The strikeouts are just up. He's pitching deep into games, which, I mean, Martin Perez is always a guy that you can kind of count for 95-plus pitches. You can't say that about a lot of guys on this slate, you know. So I think the combination of Oakland, the pitch count, and the strikeout, like, bump this year, I kind of like Oak or Texas just outright. You can get it at plus 110 in some spots. So... I I think Martin Perez at 8,300, Fandle, no chance. No chance. Yeah. Uh, no chance. But you can go Perez Otani, and you can feel really good, I think, about what you're going to be able to build from those two guys as your pitchers here. So I'm just saying I'll play anybody against Oakland at this point. It's just this lineup is going to be really weak. They don't walk a ton. Um, so – it's hard not to have interest in a guy like Perez who is going to get the pitches. Yeah. Yeah. That's you're raising, you're raising absolutely great points. And I guess that's probably why I'm more sour as Fadville is where I play. So I'm definitely not playing them there. How many games this year do you think Perez has allowed under five hits? I already know the answer. So. Well then, never mind. Yeah. I just feel like it's only three. Like he's allowed five or more. Do you know he hasn't allowed a home three, run yet this but, season, and zero home runs. Yep. Like I feel like he's just got to be getting lucky. It's got to end eventually. But chances are that that's not going to happen against Oakland in Oakland. So yeah, I feel you. I think he's an interesting play. But Frankie Montas is my top pitcher on the slate. Um, Oakland's uh, finally back in that big pitcher's ballpark, uh, playing Texas. Um, I really like this price for him. He's been pitching well all year. Um, I definitely can't fault you for playing Perez, but I think Montas is my top pitcher on the slate. I don't hate Montas either. Um, Considering like a lot of the guys in this price range, um, I think this game should be pick them at best. Like I really think this game should be pick them at best um, when you're considering the offenses on both sides. And just the fact that like this game's not pick them. I just feel like there's value in betting Texas plus plus one ten, um, because it should really be a pick them game and it should be minus like one ten both sides. So that is why I said I like Texas outright, but I, I mean, the only, 
the only thing that is somewhat concerning for Montas is, I mean, he had a bullpen session, but he just really didn't have that like full outing last time out. Um, he's pitched against this team once a season, put up 25 fantasy points. I think he cruises here. I think he has a really good outing. Um, pitch counts, my only concern, but before that last game, he had thrown over a hundred pitches in three straight games. So, um, we'll see. Always hate like that discomfort stuff, man. Um, he got hit by a line drive in that game. Is he going to be a hundred percent? I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be honest with you. When I, I got hit three times when I pitched and I sucked like the next two or three starts because you're worried about getting hit again. Um, never was at the major league level. And some people are way more mentally strong than other people, but I mean, it's just a concern, but I'm definitely going to play him. Um, I think it's a good spot for him. There was one time now, don't get me wrong. I, before people laugh, I want them to know I'm real good at, it, okay. I'm not your ordinary slow pitch pitcher who just throws the ball down the middle. I got spin, Stevie. I got spin behind the ball. I can go left to right. I can go right to left. I can put backspin. I can put topspin. Start the ball behind the batter, land it on the other side of the plate, okay? I love pitching and slow pitch. I got hit in the face one time (laughs) after uh, with a line drive, just like right in the cheek. Oh, it walked me in. Hit a couple of home runs when I was batting on the other hand and struck out a few guys with my crazy spin throws. It uh, that that line drive really really walked me into be the best slow pitch pitcher I could be. <laughs> Solid stuff. Um, <laughs> I have no interest in bats in this game. Uh, I'll say that. No, me neither. Uh, me neither. The only name I'm gonna throw out there because he is my my homeboy is Chad Pinder. Um, he's still twenty four hundred going up against the lefty, so. And he'll hit towards the top of the order. So I'm just going to throw Chad Pinder out there because he's my he's my dude. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And the last thing I want to mention is on FanDuel, like you have Lauer and Cortez and Scooball over 10K. Otani's 9-9, Perez is 9-7, and Wright is 9-5. You're really looking at Nola and Montas as your top two options, 8,800, 8,900. I personally prefer Montas, but both of them are fantastic options. And are they going to be the top two you're looking at on FanDuel? So I need to look into something completely sidetracked here. Um, but I need to see if like Dietmers is a guy you, even as a lefty, you can run against because Heim, 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 John Heim just stole a base and Simeon stole a base earlier. Like Joel, Joel and Heim, Joanna, Joan, 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 Jonah, Jonah, Isn't it Jonah. Yeah, I can't. Cole Calhoun home run. Yeah, so like Jonah Heim, like he's not stealing bases. That's his first stolen base of the year. So I need to look into that. Just a mental note to myself next time Dietmers pitches, because um, you can get some really cool stolen base odds sometimes on um, sports books. But I debated between Heim and Garver, and Garver hit the home run, and then Heim walked and stole a base and just scored a run. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm not too far behind on Garver anymore. Could be worse. <laughs> yeah, so – All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we're going to get out of here. We're going to use DK pricing and scoring under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you like? Under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Herman Marquez. Yeah, I like that one. Um, I don't really like anybody else. Um, 
Like if I had to choose somebody, it'd probably be Pilkington. Um, Plinkin, Pilkington. Yeah, Pilkington. Yeah, him. But I don't feel good about it. Over 8K. 4K. To, we love it. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Adam Wainwright. Um, I mean, I think I have to go Waka. I, I could see Waka pitching well in this game too, but looking at the options, I think it's Waka. Over 4K to hit a home run. Who do you like to go yard today? Over 4K. Let's go Byron Buxton. All right. Um, I'm going to stay in that game and go to the other side and go Bobby Witt Jr. The prospect is finally starting to show up a little bit. He's been hitting the ball a lot better here after a slow start. So I'm going to go Bobby Witt against Smeltzer because Smeltzer just doesn't strike anybody out. So, I mean, free swinger like Witt. Seems like a good spot. Under 4K to get two hits. Who's a cheap bet that you like today? Kike Hernandez. Uh, I knew you were going to take my guy um, when we were talking about it. So that's fine. I will go. I knew I, knew I should have looked for two. I always write down two. If he's in the lineup, I really also like Edwin Rios. Yeah, just you don't know if he's going to be in the lineup. Nick Castellanos is 3-8 on DK Jeepers. Oh, I know who I wanted. Hold on. I just got to remember his price. I'm going to go David Peralta at 4K. Nice. Because I'm the host and I do what I want. Um, Stack to score is six or more runs today. Dodgers, I'll let you have for you guys. You took the Dodgers? Yeah. Yeah, I mean I could easily say the Red Sox, but what's the what's the fun in that? I can't say the Red Sox. Um, give me the Rockies against Patrick Corbin. Okay. I think they're a sneaky stack. The more that like I always like to talk about it, like more we get through the slate. I don't think anyone's playing Colorado at their prices today because we do have like Red Sox Dodgers that we can pay up for. So I think the Rockies are much more playable now that we are done breaking down the slate um they have plenty of power crone i think he has 12 home runs on the season um plenty of power especially against left-handed pitching so i think the rockies are a lot more playable now that we're done breaking down the slate and they're going to be loaned i like it any uh final thoughts before we get out of here no sir that's that's it for me all right that's going to wrap it up here For Thursday, we'll be back tomorrow talking more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.